Welcome to the Jack and Stacy Show, and I'm Stacy's son Clark, and here to tell you about it. There are two women wrestling with things of this broken and beautiful life. Each week, they will tackle a topic in a transparent, sometimes distracted, but always fun way that hopefully encourages and challenges you. They will break down each topic by looking at it through four lenses, ourselves, God, our people, and our community. They will then they will then give you a task to go forth with. Vaya con Dios. Welcome to the Jackie and Stacy show. I'm Jackie and I'm Stacy. And here we are once again talking about the topic of trust. It is September 2022. We are we are closing in on our 200th episode, which is so exciting. Mm. I don't know why, but it's it super is exciting. exciting. What's well, the landmark? Um I feel like it's one of those things like we've never not podcasted. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's been like, it's been, and, and also, we just started yesterday. Both are true. Both feel yeah. true. Um, but anyways, we're talking about trust, and it's been a great conversation. I love um, just the idea that I've learned a little bit about myself and how to trust myself more and thought a little bit about how trust works in my, um, in my faith and how I trust God in my life and how in close relationships trust plays a part in my life and then we talked about community too which we always do of course through our four lenses and today we have an awesome incredible amazing interviewee that i'm looking forward to so stace who do we have with us today i get to introduce a lifelong friend that's amazing Right? And I think we have maybe interviewed a couple of lifelong friends. Yeah, for both maybe. of us. For both of us. Yeah. Which is the best. Because it is the best. it's so fun to watch people grow and develop throughout their lives. And so this is Erica Olivares. Welcome, Erica. And Thank she, you. yes, welcome. So excited to be here. We went to elementary school together all the way through high school. And yes. did you go to Hartnell too? That's dangerous. Or did you go to, dra- I know. <laughs> no. Just last year. Just a minute ago. <laughs> Decades. Yes. Yes. I yes. Know. Hartnell as well. Yeah. Um, and um, Erica, we, we just keep go, coming back together mm-hmm. as it is with lifelong friends, right? You kind of go and you act, you go in your life and they go down their path and then you come up, you meet up again. And that's super exciting when you meet up with somebody who you respect yeah. and you just admire and you get to see all the things that they're doing in their world. That's it's cool. really fun. Thank so, you. I appreciate that so yeah. much because I feel the same way. It's almost like you can reconnect with the person and jump right back in where mm-hmm. you left off. Mm-hmm. So it feels so nice to be able to reconnect. I'm glad I did. Ran into you at the right time, at the right mm-hmm. moment. And so here I am. Yeah. That's so cool. Thanks. Yeah, we actually just ran, ran into each other at a restaurant. <laughs> like, nice. And we just stood there talking and it automatically went like, tell me your deepest, yeah. darkest things that are happening <laughs> Like right you're now. in high school like, all over immediately, again. Immediately. Like, Love it. Even better. Like, it's better because it's just real. And right. Jackie and I really strive to be real and authentic and go deep within some boundaries. Because right? sometimes maybe. we maybe take that too far. (laughs) So I want to tell you guys a little bit about Erica and I'm going to tell you that I am so amazed at her. So she, you know, went to school right away and became a licensed marriage and family therapist. MFT, is that Mm -hmm. the correct Correct. title? (laughs) And you know, she's got like her master's degree and she's brilliant. She's worked in different areas and has gone into private practice Mm -hmm. and felt kind of like I, some, there's something else. There's something more, there's something different for me. And she is shifting into following that dream, which I think is so brave and brilliant. 
And so I, I'm going to read like kind of what she has written on her exact bio. <laughs> oh, this is exciting. You're going to change it up? Yeah. So I'm going to okay. do a, I'm going to do an announcement voice now. Oh, no, wow. Just right. kidding. Okay. So what is cool is that she's shifting from marriage and like private practice therapy, therapy exactly. into um, like fitness, life coaching kind of. And what she's calling herself is a mental fitness coach. Love Which that. I think is perfect. She and I actually met for coffee oh, a couple months ago now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while she was, was still just like working this out, like how do I define myself? And so here's how she does it. She wants to focus on cultivating growth in elite athletes. Mm-hmm. Helping athletes work on like mindset, performance, health, so all great. of these things that really work together. Yeah. And um, helping those athletes conquer their mental strength and endurance from within helps win like the game, but also like, Life. Life in general. Yeah. Who you are and what you're about. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let you tell us more about that stuff. I think that's enough official business that I can say. But (laughs) where would you like to, what else would you like to tell us about I think just to begin with the whole transition, right? Transitions are so hard for people. Mm -hmm. And that is one thing that I thrive on. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that we as humans evolve, we change, we find this some people difficult and it becomes a situation in their life that they then hit a roadblock or they hit that wall within themselves, beat down on themselves, have all those negative thoughts and insecurities. So for me, I'm like, Ooh, I tell me more about that transition because it's so exciting to hear that there's so much more. And this is where I'm at my point in my life with myself, my husband, it's just really um, a fun point for us to be able to, learn more about ourselves. Mm. So for myself, I definitely know that um, my passion is I enjoy exercising. Running is my passion. I'm not an elite athlete, but that's what (laughs) brings the curiosity to the table with the person on the other side. Receiving my services and working with me because I can learn more about what their situation is. And I come with that curiosity and understanding of, you know, you're the expert in your life. Tell me more about what's going on. And here I am as your th- thought partner, mm. non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's so powerful. So do you, you you're um, coaching people in their mindset as it applies to life and fitness and athleticism? Exactly. Because all of it, that? Yeah, it all, it all is hand in hand, right? The athlete is a human and their life is, you know, made up of many different choices. Obviously, they're at this different caliber, which... You run, mm-hmm. Stacey, we get oh, it. Yeah. We're not- <laughs> also not an elite athlete. Yeah. But yet they have so many more expectations. And oh, so gosh, yeah. being able to live and uh, appreciate, you know, what they have and what they're bringing, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, their life, their fitness and everything about them. I just, I'm so intrigued by their capacity and their abilities. I think it's pretty amazing. Do elite athletes call themselves elite athletes? This is a question I have. Like if you ran into an yeah. elite athlete, would they be like, hi, I'm an elite athlete? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, right? Like, <laughs> is that going to, I'm just curious. I mean, some do, of course, because if they're at the highest, highest level, right? Like I'm sure who's the swimmer, the really tall swimmer. Michael, Michael Phelps. Thank you. I'm sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the height of his career, he probably was like, yeah, I'm an elite athlete. Like, there's no question, right? right? Olympian, but where's but that line? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, definitely. There's some humble sense of, you know, I'm not going to title myself that. And and same with us as as non-elite athletes, yeah. right? You know, we're we're not titling ourselves, at least for me. I, I run. I find... Right 
passion I find, you know, interest in it. Even with work, I, I feel like, you know, even just a shift in titles, I don't need to have the title of I'm a mental health clinician. I'm just mm-hmm. here to help you overcome those Love barriers, that. those challenges, titles set aside, because that's where I think the, um, the difficulty with athletes is that if they say that they're failing or they're not, um, you know, coming to this, uh, you know, goal or setting this goal, then they become more insecure and more right self-doubt. And so failure to them is means that they're not completing their, their goals. Hmm. So if I don't put my title, you know, I'm more a coach, mental fitness coach, Mm -hmm. then it's, it's a a little bit more uh, acceptable. So do you work with all athletes? I am hoping to work with all athletes. Fantastic. Yes, 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 Fantastic. yes. <laughs> yeah. It makes me think a lot, and I know you've read this too, Jackie. But the mind growth mindset yeah. by Carol oh, Dweck. Yes, because so, so many of her right examples now. in Ooh. her book, The Growth Mindset, mm-hmm. are athletes, elite athletes, yeah. and just yeah. for athletes in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's such a contrast, I think, with um, people like in the business world too, where it's there's starting to be a shift in. You have to fail. You have to fail forward. You have to fail into... If you're not failing 100 times a day, that means you're not like trying anything new or growing or evolving like you're saying in these transitions. How can our business grow if we're not failing and trying stuff, experimenting, right? And and I think it's it's a matter of language, right? So my background is psychology. I've been in the psychology field for over Mm -hmm. 20 years. Mm -hmm. Now, we in the psychology field should know better about the language that we're using. So if we say fail... Then mm-hmm. that gives us that immediate negative connotation. Exactly. Yeah. So What's a if we say word, then? Yeah. we say we're learning from this experience, let's yeah. learn from this experience. Let's um, see it as a challenge. Let's see it as a you know uh, opportunity. Exactly, mm-hmm. but I think an opportunity. It's, it's even a matter of changing the connotation of the word, right? I do think the connotation of failure is changing. I, 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 in the circles, mm-hmm. I'm. It's they're trying. We're trying to change. I think the world is trying to change it a little yeah. bit, but it's mm-hmm. still very heavy the word, something about the word is just like ouch this my like an ending. <laughs> failure feels like an ending yes you know oh, rather Where, than a beginning right mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. i think circling oh, back time. to carol dweck and, and the growth mindset it's it's really interesting that she coined this term 30 years ago and i'm i that's kind of aged me but i felt that oh. that was growing up how i learned to walk it in life. Just mm. my, my experience is with my father. Um, just give you a little bit of background. He, uh, immigrated here, you know, back when he was 18 years old and just that mindset of growth mindset, you know, yeah. there's challenges, there's difficulty. Cool. You just mm-hmm. keep working. You, there's mm-hmm. nothing. Failure is not a word, not in the language. Right. It's more about what are you going to do? Right. How are you going to survive? How are you going to thrive? How are yeah. you going to keep moving forward so that you continue to keep reaching that goal and keep, yeah. you know, for him, it was living, living in another country, yeah. living in, you know, unfamiliar territory. And so, so that I'm mm-hmm. so thankful for being able to say, okay, growth mindset. I didn't realize my dad knew what that was back yeah. before it was. But that's, what you grew that's, up the, that. immigrant, that's yeah. the immigrant mentality yeah, totally. all, you know, throughout history. Yeah. That's cool. I love that. Wow. Well, tell us more about your family. So I'm married. Okay. I've been married for 15 years okay. and we have a beautiful seven-year-old son Aww. 
and he's a second grader. And Such a great age. Love it. I love it. He so asked funny. if he can start to do chores to earn money. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, because he wants slime and all this, you know, kiddo <laughs> stuff. So good. So it's just a fun age yeah, where he, um, so you know, wants to go on mom and son dates, and oh, just it's fun. really a fun age. Yeah. So, so we just did that recently. We did. Um, the soccer game mm-hmm. out at oh, uh, the new semi-pro union. So fun. fun. games. It's a really great experience. Go out there and you know, support everybody's them. Everybody's saying that. Yeah, it's yeah. so great. Talking about it, yeah. Just the fact that we have it here in our own backyard. Yeah. It was a, pretty incredible. It was. It was. And they are amazing. So yeah. fun. And you mentioned your husband. Are, is he in the business with you? Are you guys doing it together? He is not. Oh, okay. He is not. Something you said made no, me think maybe you guys were doing it but together. But he, he definitely is Supports over the you. years. You know, yeah, absolutely. You know, as we're talking about trust, as we're talking about, you know, how to develop that within yourself, but also with your partner. It's just mm. has been this amazing. I call him my therapist. He calls me his coach. <laughs> and, and it's just that partnership yeah. that you can really um, share and communicate those. those um, yeah. That is very cool. Do you want to? Oh yeah. So talking about trust, let's yeah. see what how. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. We just talk for hours. About we just want to find things. out about you, and that's all that really matters. But we could look through our topic. Which yeah. so tell us what you know. We've talked about it a little bit here, but how would you define trust? Do you have a definition that you work with? Well, I think <clears throat> establishing myself as a coach. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that I definitely want people to understand that I can come to this dynamic with that trust and confidentiality, right? Because if you can trust the other person, you're able to um, believe that the other person is going to, you know, keep everything to themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, in this dynamic, I'm talking about coaching, um, you know, relationship. It's more about being able to understand that the other person is not coming into this relationship non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. So I think that for me is is such a big factor in how I live my life that it's non-judgmental. So good. Um, yeah. You know, there's confidentiality. You know, if if you come to me and say, you know, I, I tell me your deep darkest secrets, you have to know that there's that trust relationship mm-hmm. between the other person, connecting with them, being able to to have that relatability with the other person. So for me, it has a lot to do with the relationship with the other person. I have a question that made me think of something that you said. Is it easy for you to enter into conversations with non-judgment or is that a challenge? I'd say for me, it's pretty easy. It is. It is. It is in the sense that I don't want to know much about the person before they walk through my door because I want to be able to have not not that I'm going to judge them as they walk through the door but it's more about tell me your experience and and understanding with with empathy being able to share what their story is and and do it with empathy because we don't know what they've gone through what they've been through right. you know situations are so unique and that's what i love about my work mm-hmm. so unique each person comes in with their own story i can you know just give them that give them that ability and and understanding that i'm here as a safety person and here i am to share anything that that comes up for you has that always come easily to you to enter into conversations with non-judgment or has it been something you've developed over the years i think it's it's a matter of my upbringing it's a matter of my 
my work. It's learning from school, being able to understand, you know, what, what it takes to be able to take off that judgment. Um, I'm not saying I'm perfect. There's situations, obviously, that I do have a difficult time with. Um, and so there's um, many things that I, I can say, you know, that for me, it's, it's my values mm. and my upbringing. Nice. Hey, you guys, we are interrupted here a little bit because we need to tell you something that happened. <laughs> um, unfortunately, something happened technologically, and as we all know, um, technology can be our best friend and our worst enemy, right? But we had an interruption in our recording, and so we just wanted to be real with you so that if you hear any difference in our voices or the conversation seems a little bit like it awkwardly stopped and restarted, that is actually what's happening. Although we're not <laughs> awkward. We're not awkward. We're just restarting. Exactly so we happened. had this incredible incredible conversation and I mean it was just so good and deep and rich and it didn't get recorded but you know maybe there's a reason we're rehabbing it so we're gonna re-enter the conversation here and um, we're just grateful that you're here with us and so I think we'll start um, I I did ask you in our last conversation I want to ask you again because what you said what you shared was so rich um, how, you mentioned being non-judgmental as you enter into conversations or relationships. And I know that judgment is kind of a natural human reaction. So how do you become more non-judgmental? Has that been something that came naturally to you or have you had to like practice that? Like, how does that work for you? That is a great question. I think it's, um, it's both being able to learn it from early on and just growing up in a family that was uh, non-judgmental and being able cool. to, to teach you, you know, that there are people that are different than us and, you know, there is that empathy and sharing that with other people. So growing up, definitely I had that instilled in my life um, as well as growing up and becoming a therapist, becoming yeah. now, a, you know, a coach, it parallels so much that, you know, in those two, um, worlds of, uh, working with others and being of service to others, there is no judgment. Mm. So coming up, you know, to each person and, um, really seeing them as a blank slate. So being able to relate to them, hearing them out, having that curiosity of understanding, you know, what you share with me here I am to, you know, not hold judgment and be able to trust me in this safe space. Does that translate into your personal life too? It, it does. You know, I think, um, as, as I was sharing, you know, that I am a pretty trusting person and I think, you know, I, I tend to do that more with my heart than with my mind. And I think, you know, being able to connect the two is pretty valuable. So for me, um, you know, I joke about it because my husband, he just thinks that I'm so overly trusting people. So I'm, I'm going out for a run and he's always telling me before I go, be careful, right. be aware of your surroundings and right. just gives me that pep talk. And I'm like, sure, you know, I go out there without any reservations of because course. I'm so trusting. I, yeah. I trust my environment. I trust the people around me and I come back meeting new friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when he like kind of, um, reminds you to be aware and uh, do other people do that in your life to like say, Hey, you're too trusting. Do you get that? people um I don't necessarily I think he's he's definitely he's my counterpart yeah. you know kind of the the person that you know brings me to that check-in uh, about myself um he you know helps me with that and so it's a really good balance as far as for my work I mean it's written all over me 
you know, without even me saying what I do. Right. So uh, once I do share what I do, then the trust is just immediately, you know, uh, accepted from the other person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It is established. And that's, I think, the, you know, the foundation of having trust, you know, with starting with yourself, being able to understand that intrinsically and then outwardly, you know, being mm-hmm. able to share that with others as well. So I think my own belief system obviously allowed me to have that trust within myself and then be able to extend it outwardly. Hmm. Can you, um, in our interrupted conversation, you talked about a book called Positive yes. Intelligence yes. and how that helped shape or, or define, I guess, this like space of non-judgment. And can you kind of define how explain that a sure bit. sure so if i'm gonna chop up his name the author oh, yeah, is yeah. shirzad shamin yes and i think that was pretty good that was good. good i tried right. <laughs> 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 to really focus and read um slowly so he focuses on positive intelligence and what that is is really how is your mind it working for you is it serving you or is it working against you is it being mm-hmm. judgmental is it that judgy person is that oh you know you know you're yes. relating to others <laughs> in that judgy way and so I think for for me this is the shift that I'm making um, as a coach working with athletes in the, with their mental fitness because not only just athletes do they need it but you know everybody as well we live in a world where there is so much um, you know, external noise and being able to have that confidence within ourselves so that we are non-judgmental. We're able to live that life of, um, you know, peace and, and ease, then, then it's, it's, it's so much more impactful. Mm-hmm. What you said is so powerful though. That I think a lot of people don't realize that they can control their thoughts. Ooh. You know, they just feel like they are kind of a victim of whatever their brain tells them. And, mm. and they don't realize that there is power to be more positive and to change the way that they're thinking. And that that has so much power in their lives then, right? That right. I think that's tr- trusting our own um, ability mm. to control our thoughts. I don't know. That's pretty huge. It is. And a lot of people aren't aware of that. It I think. is. And, and it should be the foundation of, you know, what how powerful our brains are yeah. and how I, as I keep saying, and you know, it is not necessarily my motto, but just how I see things that our our most valuable asset is our mind. It's our brain. We have to train it. We have to yes. nourish it. We have to be able to, you know, see it as just as valuable as our muscles that we go into the gym and want to work out and be able to feel healthy about ourselves. Right. It's, it's just as powerful. So being able to, um, you know, know that we have control over our thoughts, know that we have control over, you know, certain behaviors, um, you know, that begins just the foundation of what we can do and how we can live our lives, trusting um, ourselves and our, and our being and engaged with others. So good. So how do you, um, like, train yourself? What's one way to, like, develop self-trust? Like that real foundation of, um, I don't know, what's, can you give us a workout? Give yeah. us a workout to do. That <laughs> so we it's, can really, it's like, really neat that the book goes into what they call PQ reps. So yeah. positive quotient, it's basically measuring your positive intelligence. Yeah. So how are mm. some of the negative, um, you know, sabotaging thoughts that, you know, you might be at, you know, what what you depend what you tend to fall back onto. So if you go if you're a victim, oh, yeah. if you are, 
you know, overachiever, you are, you know, or hyperachiever, they call it. Um, and so there's all these different um, saboteurs, which, uh, you know, those mm. are, you know, challenges that we are learning how to overcome as we continue to build, you know, the, the reps and continue to train our, our minds and, and have control over some of those thoughts and our reactions. Um, and so, so really, it's a lot of mindfulness. It's a lot of paying attention, yes. awareness, yeah. checking in with yourself in those moments that are most uh, pertinent. So, so let's say, you know, you know, I always try to say, you know, okay, you don't have to be Zen, you know, and take those 10 minutes, uh, or half an hour, you know, in this like, you know, beautiful space. It, it's in those moments that they're, it's most crucial mm. where stress is, you know, high, you're having that conflict, you're having that situation where you really need to kind of step back and be able to assess and, and reflect on how am I going to respond to the situation even though it is causing, you know, some insecurities or, you know, difficulties in the way that I typically respond, how am I going to present myself and, and follow, you know, through this by doing a little bit more, um, what he calls sage. So being more in that thought of wisdom and understanding that as you, you know, perceive situations, you're going to go through life and be able to say, Hey, I want to live my life a little bit more in wisdom and respond that way. That's good. We, uh, the Bible says, take your thoughts captive to Christ. And we talk, we've talked about this over the years on the podcast a lot, just that idea of like stopping and, and listening to, to what you're thinking, mm-hmm. listening to yourself and having that awareness. And so, um, I don't know, thinking through the lenses, how does your, does faith, play a part for you and trust is there is there a relationship in your life between faith and trust or what does that look like for you it it does um so I grew up in a very spiritual family um and I relate that to my learning from my grandparents so growing Mm. up they you know very talk about trust and psychological safety having that consistency Mm. having that um you know understanding and um and really the support from them, knowing that, you know, every Sunday I'm picking you up, we're going to church, we're doing, you know, that ritual, that tradition. So for me, that um, definitely played a lot of, um, in my life growing up, Um, of course, you know, ups and downs and, you know, disconnects and reconnects. And, um, and so as, as an adult, I definitely have reconnected and um, spirituality is a foundation building block for who I am, how I show up at work, how, you know, how I relate to others, how I engage with others, especially as a coach, being mm-hmm. able to say, here I am, trust me, mm-hmm. um, be vulnerable, share these, you know, really difficult and dark and scary and, you know, awful situations that are going to be challenging and barriers for you. But I will show up and have that trust with you. Mm-hmm. And confidentiality, obviously, that's a big one for us. For sure. It's an important part of trust in what you do, right? Awesome. So our next lens <laughs> is our close relationships. So tell us how, you know, you've talked quite a bit about your, your spouse. Do you have other close relationships that you would say have helped develop trust? Sometimes it's, you know, <laughs> positive. Sometimes it's uh, challenging. <laughs> would you say you have other um, relationships that have helped you? You talked about your dad, your mm-hmm. grandparents. Mm-hmm. 
And aside from my spouse, I'd say he's yeah. he's kind of a little bit of everything. Friend, you know, business partner, life partner. Just mm-hmm. I think for me that um, relationship is most valuable in that, you know, we have just that understanding of trust amongst each other, being able to, you know, assist, the simple acts of saying, you know, whether it's nonverbal or verbal, knowing that we mm. can trust each other and just, you know, give us each other that space. Um, I think, you know, the simple acts are what are most crucial in a relationship. Mm. And so for me that, you know, he, he gives me that ability to just say, okay, um, tomorrow morning I'm getting up and going for a run. No question, no doubt. Just knows that, you know, that's what it takes to be able to establish that confidence and trust within myself to be able to give it back to him Mm. and to be able to reciprocate as well. So we have that mutual understanding and agreement within each other as a as a husband wife as a life partner as you know a friend knowing what each other needs so would you uh, this is a similar question to what i asked you about being (laughs) non-judgmental i so maybe you're going to answer it the same or maybe it'll be different but do you think as you've built trust with your husband you guys have known each other for a long time right we have yeah we have married 15 years 15 years awesome um so trust in close relationships builds over time right like you said those small acts like he gives you space to kind of get what you need Mm -hmm. and be who you are so it's almost like built on small acts but is it also a choice absolutely so that kind of goes back to what we were saying too of you know our our mind and being able to Mm. to know how to respond in certain situations so I mean we can go on and on about um, you know, empathy and having an understanding or forgiveness or grace or, you know, being able to, you know, pull in all of these values and, and emotions and just thoughts and ways of, of living your life, your relationships and being able to say, okay, yes, there were situations in the past. Yes, there were, you know, little or big. And now how are we going to move forward? How are we going to be able to trust each other and move on? Hmm. And how do, how do we be non-judgmental and be able to work past that? So being in that mindset of, okay, here I am showing up as, you know, this wise older self (laughs) and, (laughs) and be able to reflect and say, you know, how do I want to respond to that person? How do I want them to, you know, respond to me? So there's some, there's definitely not some empathy in there as well, weaved in, um, in relationships, including trust. Right. So then how do we take that? Because close relationships are, you know, all the small acts that build up and develop over time. But how do we, how do we develop trust in community when it's sort of fleeting? Like we have some community engagements that are like long-standing, you know, your work or your school or something. And then some community engagements that are like just kind of fleeting quick. and lighthearted yeah. and quick. You know, how do we, how do we show up being a trustworthy person in our communities? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and how much do we have to invest in that? Like, what do, what do we do? How do we, how do we establish <laughs> trust? Yeah. This is a little tight like, question. That's all. <laughs> Okay, so uh, here's here's my insight. Boundaries. I cannot save the world, but yes. at least yeah. we can start small. Right. Yeah. Right. Because we can stop. That, just that sentence. But we can show up as trustworthy people in our communities. But how how much is too much? How much is enough? 
I'm going to write a book one day. I feel like there's a song there. Where's the line? Like, I'm constantly just like, is this too much or is this not enough? I'm I'm, I'm always asking this question. Yeah, you are. Like, where's the line of stepping into our communities, like, enough? Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously it could be too much. How can it be too much? Maybe that's the question. Good question. I wish you guys could see her face. (laughs) I know. Like, I wish you were, but also, like, it depends on your season of life. It depends on your personal boundaries. It depends, like, I, you know, there's so many variables. There's not there like an answer I, to that. I go question. back to values. Mm-hmm. I just immediately go into values. And, um, you know, as you brought up spirituality, as you brought up trust, as you brought up, you know, who, who you are, how you show up, um, you know, I, I, I think enough is what you need to answer for yourself. So being able to say, this is enough. I'm not extending myself too much, but yet I'm giving what is needed. Mm-hmm. So it all goes back to really where I'm summing up how to be a perfect person. person. <laughs> perfect. Yes, do it. Ready, okay, go. Ready, Expectations go. are too high. <laughs> I think it's a matter of engaging, right? Being engaged, connecting, developing that rapport. And that's, that's the foundation of how, you know, coaches work, how, you know, you want to be able to have that trust with your, um, your client. You want to have that trust with, um, you know, even thinking of, of just in partnership general, Mm -hmm. you want to have that trust and reciprocated. So being able to just be engaged and um, having that familiarity. Mm-hmm. So it really comes down to like, well, trust is showing up as a trustworthy person includes, give me some, give me some words, you guys, some of these values that we've been talking about. We talked about, you know, having empathy, really not showing up with judgment. That's yeah, the biggest grace. connection that I'm hearing from this conversation too, is that I didn't really equate with trust so much before was totally. non-judgment. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like you have people in the, your communities that you feel like are judging you? Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to trust when you feel like someone is entering into, into relationship with you in, in yeah. a way that feels judgy, right? And like right. competition. I think that's part of, mm. maybe part of the judgment part is like there's a competition behind it. Like I'm judged because that's what you do. Like when you go to the Olympics, you get judged mm-hmm. and because you're in a contest because you're going to be the best at something. Mm-hmm. And it's like if we're showing up into the world, it's hard to trust someone who you think is like trying to be better against than you. you or is your adversary. <clears throat> and that's difficult to build a relationship. Absolutely. And it, and it shows up, um, you know, as a nonverbal immediately. Right. Totally. And I think yes. the intuition piece that, um, you know, is reflected on, you know, how do you, how do you pick up on those cues? How do you pick up on those things so that you can describe some of those nonverbal nonverbals in the, in the sense that, you know, it might be a glance or a look or, you know, their arms crossed or <laughs> Jackie has her arms crossed right now. <laughs> I'm totally judging you guys. <laughs> It's a just vibe. Your, your vibe, your An energy. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It's oh, definitely yeah. energy. Yeah. Sometimes Big you, time. I can just walk in a room. I walk in a room and like, oh, no. Let me walk out. Being a woman walking into a community of other women is so intense. And maybe it's really not. Maybe it's all in my head. Maybe I'm imagining the arms crossed mean something. Or maybe I'm imagining mm-hmm. that, you know, that the, oh, 
I think we mentioned, we did mention this like in our non-recorded conversation <laughs> of Glenn and Doyle talking about standing in horseshoes right. in communities mm-hmm. instead of, so it's like an open circle instead of like, circle. oh, we're here, we're having this conversation, this like secret conversation and somebody walks by and we don't notice yeah. or them or, you know, I mean, some of the times we're just going to naturally be engaged with somebody right. and be in an intense conversation, but like having the wherewithal or to you know, be open mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to be aware of, of the people It takes world confidence us. too. I mean, as we talk about trust, like it, it, I just think of myself sometimes in social community situations. Sometimes I don't have the confidence to be open to someone else. And so they may perceive that as me judging them or not being open to them when in reality it's just me not having that that ability. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It, ha- like it happens I'm tired. all the time, actually. <laughs> I feel like, really? yes, yes. I think I'm like hypervigilant. I was just describing myself to, to Russ, my boyfriend, which I'll mention him in here again, um, is that I, I'm, I live in a, just who I am is that I'm on alert all the time. And sometimes that makes me Crazy. <laughs> Let's not use Most that of the word. Time. Let's okay. take that out yes. of our language. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What can I replace it with? Vigilant. Sometimes it makes you're me feel vigilant. Oh, like, like I'm, it's just too much. Like I need to just. You're carrying too much because I'm like I better be an open circle. I better not have judgment. I better be. Oh, I want everyone else to feel welcome. You're, you're trying to please others. Yeah, Maybe that's what it's it is. Like, it's fawning. It is, and so I, I want to go back to the. Th- I think you know the. Um, the confidence and being able to show up, um, you know, as, as who you are and being able to, um, in my work, you know, I'm, I'm the professional, but yet I'm not the expert in your life. So I want to be able Mm. to go back to, you know, here we are as thought partners rather than, you know, me being the one who's going to tell you how to live your life. You know, it's more showing up with curiosity and creativity Um, So that way, you know, you can build your confidence. So let's, you know, hear what's going on within your situation and be able to, you know, build that and help you be able to walk into those spaces and, and show up with confidence. I love that. That's, you know, the, the C in my acronym for, for my work, um, you know, core is such the center of who you are and how you, uh, you know, engage and, and you are with others. So core is confidence. I think that's a pretty um, important um, way of living your life. And it took a lot. It, I was not confident as a kid. I was a really shy person. But being able to you know, know and grow and be able to have that open mind, open mm-hmm. heart to say, okay, what can I do? How can I learn? How can I show up and be able to um, have the confidence? It's, yeah, interesting. It. it a couple things come to mind for me is I feel like I'm a pretty confident person as well. Um, but there's, to me, there's a level of, and personalities play into this so much, mm-hmm. I think, but there's a level of like arrogance that you have to have. It feels like arrogance to me to think that I'm the one in this scenario who, who might make other people feel comfortable. Like I sometimes catch myself thinking, well, who am I? Like they don't, they're not, they don't care what I, if I welcome them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I have to actually stop that thought and mm-hmm. say to myself, no, no, it matters. Mm-hmm. It matters that you show up as generous in this moment. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you know, even though, because my inner voice is going, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're not the person in this room to do the welcoming mm-hmm. or to do the open 
course you. Oh, do. yeah, but it's everyone. It's all of our responsibility. Well, yeah, I mean, I too. know that in my mind, yeah. of course. I guess that's what I I'm what saying, saying that I think so often in those moments, we have an inner voice that's saying, it's not my job, it's not my role, mm-hmm, I'm not important mm-hmm. enough, I, sh- I don't... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's or even, so, yeah, it's not my job, or even like, that's not my... I don't have to do that, even. That's a flip side of it, I guess, too, is like, that's not my problem. And so mm. circling back to controlling your thoughts yeah, as well, totally. right? So moving in, in which you you did it when you told yourself, okay, I am going to show up this way. You're shifting into that mindset right. of sage as the mm. book describes it, being able to, you know, go into the room. You have those thoughts, have grace for yourself and say, you know what? It totally. came to my mind. Now I'm shifting into how I want to really show up or how I really oh, want to so respond. Yeah. Yep. And, so and I think you gave the example, it was really a, a great example of, you know, that wall that you, you know, here you are oh. coming against a wall, but mm-hmm. yet, you know, how can you get past that wall? Right. So being able to just, you know, have yeah. that. <laughs> I just picture the Mario Brothers yeah, saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, so my example, you guys, what came to my mind was, or, or in our other conversation was that I feel like I'm super Mario and I'm on one side and there's this huge brick wall and I just see the wall only right and you have to like get your super Mario powers to to get like way up to see oh like just a different perspective I guess to be able to come down on the other side of that and reframe and get your view different like I just had this whole like imagery going in my head. I love that analogy because when you're right up against the wall the wall looks huge but if you back up a few steps it's actually this just little tiny wall you can like go around right. it or jump over it oh, it's like i'm not actually song. yeah i came a kind of going on a snipe hunt or something like that. i don't know but <laughs> i'm in it with you i don't know let's go going on a it's something. like got to uh, we can't I'm go over afraid. it yeah i'm not afraid yeah. Just like a song. <laughs> that's a camp song. camp song yes okay. what i don't know where we went with that so anyway <laughs> So I guess all that to say, at the end of each episode, we always end with a via con Dios, which yes. is our little actionable item, our, our I don't know, recommendation thing that we want to try, because you guys, that's what we're doing this podcast yep. for, is to grow by degrees. That's what Jackie and I are showing up for all the time. You'd think we'd be like super changed by now. I think we are. I'm, I'll just speak for myself. I totally am. Great. Yeah. Good. I, I think, think so, so too. too. Thanks, Jackie. We grow by degrees. We yes. are growing by degrees. And day 100%. by day. And yes. Day by day. Yep. Just, that's all we can do. Mm-hmm. And so Erica can maybe give us a small action step. Or, I mean, I've asked her for a few of them throughout this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you can think of your via con Sure. I, I just want to thank you. I think for, for me, gratitude is so important as well. We didn't touch on that. But I just want to really thank you, ladies, for having me here and having patience for being able to show up again again and and I love it I'm so thankful so I I really just wanted to say that but as uh, and circling back to our conversation about um, just pushing through the uncomfortable so you keep moving Mm. forward in life and this could begin with training your mind and being able to you know build that be stronger and being mentally fit so I think for me that is the message that I would like to close off with love it mm. get comfortable in the uncomfortable mm. i like it well Good thank stuff. you so much for joining us yes we had another great conversation I know, right? <laughs> can we do it again tomorrow like, yes. <laughs> Every morning. oops it didn't record <laughs> <laughs> okay well yeah thank you for being with us Thanks. and we are grateful for you and via con dios